I'm here with Viachal from Zoom, uh, Head of Product and uh, Contact Center. Good to see you. Thanks for having us, Rob. Uh, Viachal, Head of Product. I lead our phone, Contact Center, Revenue Accelerator, and several other things here at Zoom. And then yesterday was five years for me at Zoom. Well, congratulations, Vi. And, and five years in Zoom years, I imagine, is... Uh, well, someone said to me yesterday, it was like dog years at Zoom. You know, it's, you're running that fast. Yeah, absolutely. You could see the pace of innovation, but at the same time, wanting to be able to respond to what customers need. It's fun. I call it a sprinting marathon. You're constantly running all the way through the marathon, and then you take a little breather, and then you're at the next one. Well, I, I, I concur with that. I can see that. It's very um, obvious here at Zoomtopia 2023 that... Um, you are going at a rate of knots. And, and, and today's interview is really just to talk through, you know, certainly the, the, the CX and contact center solution from uh, Zoom and, and, and how that connects with the wider portfolio. Mm -hmm. So just to kick off, um, Zoom, I mean, you've been here five years. Uh, you've, you've seen a lot of things happen. I mean, back, you know, when Zoom started, uh, you know, a, a decade ago, a decade ago or so now, I mean, it was a meetings product, mm -hmm. but nowadays it, it feels much more like a, a platform. And, and certainly I'm hearing the word ecosystem more and more. I mean, what's the journey been like for you? The journey's been amazing. Um, Zoom's very much a customer and user oriented company. If you think about even on our meetings product, I knew about the company a while ago. The one I would say innovation it had was the mobility side on the meetings. It was the first company where I saw as a mobile user, I can pan, see things, not necessarily wait for the host to zoom in or pause. I had some control. And I think that ethos I saw in every product that Zoom's built. We're constantly thinking about the users that are involved. Who do we need to solve for? It's really, I would say it's been the inspiration of how we've gotten to grow the platform, grow the use cases and what we solve for. And you've seen lots of growth and success at Zoom. Uh, you've just recently won uh, UC Platform of the Year at UC Awards, so congratulations, uh, and, and multiple others. So, um, you know, in terms of that growth and success, I mean, tell us about kind of what, what's underpinned some of that innovation, that, uh, that global kind of um, success and, and coverage that you ha now have. Yeah, uh, as I said, it, it goes back to our customers. They're ingenious and ingenuitous. If you think about how they'll use technology, when COVID hit, there were customers that were using Zoom rooms to actually take orders and then deliver the sandwich to you in another window without adding any kind of contact. We also saw customers using our meetings product actually to engage customers on their website. So many of these companies, they didn't have a contact center. They weren't sure what to do, but they just put in a meetings link so that at least they can connect with their audience that they needed to. You know, a lot of times, especially real brick and mortar retail locations, you go in, you want that help. And from there, it's really, how do you get that with COVID? You just can't have contact. So they were using Zoom in different ways. And we were curious, we ended up asking them, doing interviews and we're like, we think we can build something here. We think we can take that core foundational technology of video, voice, even screen sharing, all these things, hardware, how do we bring it together? And to an extent, if you think about the phone product, it already has the routing engine, already knows how to distribute. So we're like, we might be able to do something here and so that's really our ethos of how do we grow based on customer needs and let's let's bring that kind of forward in time a little bit therefore you know after the pandemic i mean you, you grew through the pandemic uh, at a rate of knots but 
you know, what was really interesting to, to um, I suppose, us as a publication, that we, that we saw uh, not just growth but we, in, in user base, but we saw lots of innovation. And that, that's not slowed down. In fact, that feels like it's, it's increasing in recent years. And now we have the contact center. You almost bought a, bought a contact center you know, vendor, yeah. um, but quickly after de de decided to develop your own. You know, talk me through that, that kind of mindset and kind of why you chose to develop your own and how on earth you've, you've developed a, a contact center solution so quickly in, in the past two years. Yes. Um, as I mentioned, there's a lot of foundational pieces. If you think about Zoom and how we keep layering on technology, but when we launched phone, we already had a PST network with our audio conferencing capability. With phone, we had a ability to distribute calls, ability to actually have the infrastructure to actually reach customers so that you can call into the brand. And now for us, we were saying, what can we do in addition to it with video, with our text-based capabilities? Like, I think customers want to engage with brands in a different manner. We can do the routing. We can do that intelligence that people expect. We have the call quality. We have the ability for you to answer calls. And so for us, it was like, how do we keep doing this? And you see this, I would say, rapid innovation because it's actually more and more use cases are coming to us from our customers. And that decision was really easy for us to think about because we had these foundational pieces and our viewpoint is like, do we have a chance to do it better? And that's our view is we think you can utilize a lot of Zoom products together much better, much more richly. An example would be lots of cases where agents end up passing or transferring calls to a back office person to help and support. Well, if they're already using Zoom phone, that makes it a lot easier. Being able to deliver a richer experience, we showcase the ability to actually send context to the person that's about to answer the call in the back office. That allows them to actually know and prepare versus waiting for somebody to say, hey, this is what's happening and customers waiting for you to explain all this stuff. We think those types of scenarios are a lot easier when you are built on a singular platform. So it really is a true UCAS and, and CCAS kind of product all in one. And, and by the sounds of it, that, that, that design has really helped you architect well, the seamless experiences for your customers. And, you know, I mean, that's really important in today's world of contact center, isn't it? In CX environments where it, there's nothing more frustrating for customers than, you know, hopping channels and hopping, you know, teams and, and you know, departments within an organization and, and, and you're losing all that kind of, um, I suppose, that, that, that quality of experience. So um, in, in terms of the platform, what, how have you developed the platform to ensure that, that of that, you know, frictionless experience between kind of teams within an organization? I, I, it's really, I would say it's same model for us is really the customers already have some of these groups, these team models, they're already established. It's more of how do we take what they have, help them map that to what technology would need and how to support. I think a lot of the things we talk about and a lot of things Zoom builds, folks have thought about it, they've tried, but I think it's actually the advancement of where technology is, the computing power that's available to us, the ability to have better, richer hardware. If you think about it, it's not like folks didn't imagine what the future was. The future is now, but it's more of we're able to enable it. And we feel that the platform investments we made actually allows that to occur at Zoom. If you think about it, roll back 50 years, the phone you have is not your computer. It's a desk phone. It's a brick that, that can't actually have a display to inform you what's necessary or what's available. But now you have this richer environment and how do we keep bringing that and evolving to be able to deliver a better experience? That's our viewpoint. 
And is your view to rethink or to you know, certainly encourage CX leaders to rethink the contact center process? Because it feels like we've got a lot more channels involved now. Uh, Zoom is obviously bringing more and more channels uh, you know, for communication and collaboration with customers into, into that kind of contact center. But you're also built on video as well. So I'm interested to hear, are you kind of trying to really disrupt the kind of contact center environment by rethinking and, and kind of asking your customers to reevaluate the way they've, they've worked for years and years? I think you put it perfectly. Asking them to reevaluate is the right thing. I think in order to be successful, you constantly have to evolve. You constantly have to calibrate what's happening. And lots of folks have said, hey, I've tried video a decade ago. Well, in terms of a decade ago, most folks didn't think to use video. And you talk to my niece, they don't want to talk to me on the phone. They'll do text messaging or it's FaceTime. And so it becomes also the environment has this growing expectation, but it's also one of the opportunities you can actually use video. We don't think it's always going to be necessary. Oftentimes people will go to text and voice and you're done. But there may be times where you need engagement. One scenario we talked to a customer, they're like, oftentimes we have to schedule repairs at a customer's home. And what happens is the technician brings the wrong parts because the model that was told to them from the customer was inaccurate. And so rather it's like, hey, could you turn on video? Just show me the actual appliance, switch it to the back, and then they can confirm and they diagnose what's there. The tech walks in with all the right parts necessary. So it's not visit, reschedule two months later, your washer is still broken versus schedule, visit, repair, done, happy customer, and you move on. So speaking of reevaluating re the way we're working, I mean, a, a lot of you, I imagine Zoom users could be quite easily turned into customer, you know, contact agents um, or uh, vice versa, yep. you know, so, you know, connecting the back office with the front office or um, what's Zoom's approach here? I mean, do, do you think that, you know, the landscape's changing there? We've got more informal spaces or, you know, agents in the contact center now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what we've seen with conversations with customers, there's two things I really fundamentally seeing them struggling with. It's staffing appropriately and in training folks appropriately fast enough. And oftentimes that's where traditionally you're like, hey, I have a back office person, whoever built this thing, they'll create documentation and they sequence the training. But staffing them and getting to that point takes time. I heard one customer say they have an attrition rate or retention rate of only six, three months. Maximum is six months. Can you imagine cycling through helping folks? But the key is actually, I view it as how do you augment your staff? You don't necessarily need everyone to be there you have the ability to do distributed networks people working from home but it's also the ability to say joe in engineering can they help they'll actually be closer to the customer if they take an hour shift every once in a while and how do you make it so so flexible that they don't have to be in a physical bank sitting there rows of phones it's actually in their workstation at work couple hours they can augment and help and at the same time when there are high peak levels that are you know, unforecasted, you can actually surge and be able to say, hey, can we pull in staff that actually could answer the questions? They just need a little bit of training of how to interact with customers. That's an easy part, but the actual subject matter skills you can augment with your other staffing. So I think the flexibility is going to be key to help folks. Let's talk about AI then. Um, really exciting. At Zoomtopia this year, we've seen lots and lots of AI. It seems to be really intrinsic in, in, 
in your strategy yeah. and uh, you know throughout your stack you know no matter what product it's, it feels like AI is is really infused in in everything that you're doing right now so talk me through that in the contact center space I mean are you seeing you know more and more demand for AI um, within you know contact center environments absolutely I think of it as how does AI help us actually increase our ability to do harder things. A lot of things that are really about repeated patterns, identifying patterns, and then once you've identified it, you can actually help and address. And I see AI as a way to be able to help identify those, but then also surface it. As I mentioned earlier, retention is an issue for our customers. So imagine getting somebody on the phone calls within just a month's training. They won't learn everything that's deep that somebody that's been on the job for five years but they can at least support the cursory. And then if you use AI to actually supplement for them, so you don't need fixed scripts. You don't need people to learn the script and then come back and get on and help customers. They can dynamically have AI help them and be able to augment there. And I also think of it as a productivity game. Oftentimes after you're done with the case, it's notes, it's taking actions. What if it actually is predictively suggesting? And then you confirm. So then you move on to harder things overall. So we see AI as really transforming all of this. But also for us, it's always been in our core fabric. If you think about our virtual background, that was took AI to actually identify a human, identify the background, and then know when you're moving to be able to adjust. We've always looked at how do we use technology? And I think... The culmination of that is AI these days. And I think of it as just something that Zoom will continue to do. But the one key thing is we also think it's fundamentally a right for people to have access. So we announced the ability to have AI companion capabilities in meetings, phone, but it also will be available in contact center. So summaries will be included in your plan. You don't have to pay more. We think that's fundamental. And the things we think are fundamental will be included in any of our paid plans when it comes to AI. And, and that's really interesting, no cost for AI. So that's generative AI capability, the AI companion, you know, and, and woven into the product, no, no additional cost. So it feels like you're kind of trying to democratize AI and, and put it in the hands of everyone, regardless of how, you know, yeah. regardless of budget and, and capability or skills within an organization. Yep. And I'll modify that statement a little bit. We think all the core AI things that everyone deserves should be a part of it and democratize as part of your plan. Now, there are specialization that you may need that then may be something you would pay for. If you're in healthcare and you really were looking at, you know, and it, we probably wouldn't go into this, but if you think about radiologists, how do you help identify if there's cancer? That's something that, you know, the risk factor, the ability to optimize, that's something you AI can be helping, but it would probably be an exorbitant amount of research, testing to make it work. There's got to be a charge, but things more fundamental, summarizing our conversation, you and I translating in different languages so that we can communicate more broadly. We think those are the things that should be offered to everyone. And Zoom is synonymous with ease of use yeah. and contact centers have been historically complex and, and organizations do struggle to get the, you know, the best or the maximum value out of those investments because there's just so many features and functionalities in there or they're just very expensive to implement. Tell me about your go-to-market. How do you take this product to your customers? How do you make sure that they get the best return on investment? Yeah, absolutely. One thing we didn't cover is really that what we see in the core difference of contact center and other products is the systems that customers are using that we have to interact with. 
your systems of record, like your CRM, your ticketing system, your billing systems, all these things, it has data as access flow, but how do we make it so that it gets integrated? And sometimes those are homegrown systems. So it's really being able to bring in the right ecosystem partners, uh, integrators, various folks to actually supplement. We've kind of had this playbook, if you think about our hardware partners, they're the ones that are actually completing the last mile. They're actually delivering hardware into rooms. We're seeing the same, but it's amplified with software and everything else. And we feel that's the ethos of us creating the frame. Now, the other thing we want to be able to think about is the user experience. It's really just going back to what are the users need? What are the commonalities? And then how do we make sure that it's something that's intuitive in terms of use? Yeah, it is absolutely critical. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm going to ask you one final question. It's crystal ball moment, but I'm sure you've uh, got a, a good idea of what's coming down the line. But what can we expect to see from Zoom in, in the next 12 months? Uh, <clears throat> I think you're going to see us further advance in AI with voice type technology. You'll also see us look at how do we help our customers bring in their information, their data, but it's not necessarily we need a copy. It's more how do we help them utilize it and actually be able to increase productivity. I think the, the change will fundamentally, everybody's skill set of jobs will move one orbit up and you're gonna work on the harder problems. Things that were more repeated, those patterns will be automated. Vi, it's been really good speaking to you today. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you, Rob, thanks for having me. Hope you're enjoying Zoomtopia. Yeah. I'm Rob Scott from CX Today. Thanks for watching.